Hello. And welcome to DC Presents Twin Peaks. Or is it Mulholland Drive this week? Oh. <laughs> Thought we'd get the uh, the hollow in there. It's the last chance we can do it. So yeah. <laughs> just uh, to introduce ourselves, my name's Richard. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Linda. <laughs> yeah, so uh, hi Linda, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, so we're back with the finale, final of Twin Peaks. Yeah, it's good to see you again. Yeah, good, good to see you again, Linda. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, the last episode we'll be recording of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Well, possibly we might do we might do one more retrospective yeah. in a few weeks or something. See how it goes because it's it, there's a lot to take in, isn't there? So I think you need a bit of uh, time to get your head around it, kind of thing. Yeah, trying to process it, kind of thing. Uh, I mean, what did we watch last night? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean. I loved it. I really did. But yeah. I know what you mean. It's like mind blowing, isn't it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I was talking to you in work yesterday and I was saying that some early word on the TV, on the reviews and stuff was quite negative, saying that people were frustrated with it and stuff. And I was thinking, no, oh, you know, people always say this about Lynch. But after watching it, I can understand why maybe the yeah, <laughs> yeah. people are a bit frustrated. Uh, but. I'm, I'm going to hold my my verdict for the end, but uh, yeah. So if you're okay, Linda, we'll just <laughs> we'll just jump straight into it. Is that Go right ahead, you? Richard. Yeah, great stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll jump straight into the finale. Part, well, part seventeen first. Uh, and oh, just to let you know as well, if if I'm if I appear a bit vague with this one, I've not got many notes for it, primarily because. I just couldn't face watching it twice in one night. Yeah, yeah. It's just such a mind-bending episode yeah, that definitely. I couldn't do watching it again for notes or anything. So I have got a few notes, but they're not as in-depth as I would like. No, that's fine. But hopefully just us talking about it will uh, yeah, you know, yeah. bring It'll it all back kind of thing. Back, yeah. yeah. Okay. We're going to pick up with Gordon Cole with Albert and Tammy. They're still in the hotel from the last episode where they killed uh, fake Diane, which... Do you know about this? People are calling them Tulsas. Tulsas? Tulsa. Why are they called that? Like, have we heard this before? Or? The only thing I can think of is that Tammy referred, after the incident, Tammy's like, that's one hell of a Tulsa. All right. Uh, but it's almost like a, a Twin Peaks word for like the for the clones, which I just didn't pick up on at all. All right. You know, loads of people are calling them this, but yeah, Tulsas apparently. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, we pick up with Gordon right after they've got rid of the Diane Tulsa. Uh and Gordon is just saying to Albert and Tammy, I, I couldn't do it. You know, what? Uh, when it came to it, I, I couldn't couldn't kill her. And Albert says to her, you're getting soft in your old age. And it's like, hey, I'm still hard where it counts. <laughs> I'm sure that's a little... <laughs> it's like, yeah, didn't you say like, yeah, not where it counts. Kind of. yeah, yeah, I love that yeah. though, because while I was doing that, Tammy was just like... She, um, doing some like yeah, <laughs> like yeah. like look in their eye kind of thing. Yeah. So like that, I think that's indicating that those two are definitely up to stuff. Well, I mean, we're talking at work today. I wouldn't be surprised if Lynch, the old dog, was uh, up to something in real life as well. <laughs> no, I think he's an honourable man. He's got a wife. <laughs> Not trying to disparage him or anything. Got, but... got, he's got a wife. He's got got kids. He's, he's I, I think he's an honourable man. If David Lynch is listening, uh, don't get your lawyers involved or anything. I, I'll take it back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, 
So she'll go on from there. We have a few other comments. Yeah, so it seems like Gordon and Tammy are having like an exposition party here or something. Uh, they're getting out a lot of information that we've never known before. Uh, for the sake of the audience more than anything. Gordon mentions to Albert and Tammy about Zhao Dei. Zhao Dei, yes. The negative evil entity Zhao Dei, which we know as Judy, Judy yeah. which has been mentioned countless times throughout the show. Uh, I'm thinking now that Judy is like the, the experiment thing. Yeah, because, I mean, we've not actually seen anything more of the experiment since pretty much episode one, have we? So. Yeah, that's right. It was in the uh, it was in episode eight in that, that like, flashback that gave birth to Bob. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but other than that, yeah, we're not really barely seen anything more. And someone was trying to catch it back in episode one in that box. Which yeah, I'm, yeah. Well, I'm guessing it was Evil Coop. Now looking back, I think he was doing all that uh, because we're going to get to. I'm going to go all over the place here with theories and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I'm guessing that Evil Coop's point all along was he was trying to meet these like. Entities, either with the experiments or the, uh, the the fireman in the White Lodge. He was trying to yeah, meet. Yeah. He was following coordinates that were taken there. Basically, that's what we now know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll come back to that. But so I'm guessing the evil coop was trying to catch the experiment, aka Judy. Yeah. If that's what it is. Uh, but Gordon gives the whole background to to uh, Judy being a negative entity, and uh, then apologizes to Albert. Also, before he does that, he tells him that him and Coop had a plan. He said, like, if Coop ever goes missing, you do everything you can to find me. So we're led to believe that's what Gordon has been doing for the last 25 years kind of thing. And it's almost like part of a plan kind of thing. Like, Coop's had this long, long plan to to find Judy. Yeah. Again, this is out of nowhere. (laughs) This has come out completely out of nowhere. Uh, And Gordon apologises to Albert... For not telling him, for not telling him earlier, and Albert's like, "That's fine, I understand completely." And I just like the way that Gordon says, "Like, I, I know you understand, but I'm, I'm, I'm sorry anyway." You know, just a yeah, nice yeah. little weird comment. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty much it. There, just fills him in with the background, and he. We then cut to uh, the FBI, where Cooper was at the hospital. The FBI there with uh, with Bushnell, his old manager. B- Nolan Bushnell, is it? I feel like, like he came in a few seconds later, didn't he? Because they were on the phone, weren't they? They were on the phone. And, uh, oh, Bushnell Mullin, this one's it, sorry, that, that was yeah, right. Yeah. And he can hear in the background that it's Gordon Cole on the phone. And he's like, is that Gordon Cole? And eventually they get they get to talk to each other. And he tells them that Coop's on the way to Spokane, Washington. Uh, and he had that message for him. Uh and he's like, who are you, sir? And he's like, oh, I'm Bushnell Mullin, there's his boss. And he's like, yep, same here, I'm his boss too. <laughs> Quite like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a little throwaway scene there. So we know then that Gordon... I, I loved from just from the note, like the the note, he knew he knew straight away it was like the real Dale Cooper because of the way, like, I think it was the way he said like, oh, it's five past ten or something. Uh, yeah. But it, because it, like the, the note was very Dale-esque. So like he was like, oh, Buddy L. Um, so Dougie is Dale. Wow, amazing. Yeah, so he figures it out from that. Yeah. yeah, just from the note um, because it's like I say, it's very very uh, Dale esque. Mm. Um, what was said? Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, and you're okay to move on from that scene. Yeah, yeah. We've got another little throwaway scene here where Richard Horn, uh, Benjamin Horn, gets a phone call telling him that his brother Jerry has been found in Wyoming, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. How did he get to Wyoming? See, I don't know, because, yeah. like, wasn't it in Twin Peaks where, like, his his binoculars um, killed someone? Killed someone. I, I mean, I thought it was. I thought it was in Twin Peaks, but thinking about it, um, Evil Dale wouldn't have been in, because he I had mean, to travel, well, we'll find out later on, but he had to travel a different means, didn't he, to get to Twin Peaks? Yeah, but I mean, if, if that's the case, how's Jerry gone from the woods of Twin Peaks to maybe, Wyoming on foot? Maybe he just walked that far. Yeah, <laughs> just a weird one, but this is the last time we see Benjamin Hall, and this is him signing off for the yeah, TV yeah. show. Uh, yeah, that's just a little throwaway scene there. We find out that Jerry has been found in Wyoming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, wait, he was found naked, wasn't he? Not as well? I think so, yeah. I think, I, think, I think his brother was asked to bring clothes because he was naked. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened to his clothes line, but Yeah. We then go from there to... Now we're getting, getting into it now. We pick up with uh, Evil Cooper. And he's turned up at the coordinates that he was given. The correct coordinates that was on the body of Ruth uh, from episodes ago now. yeah. yeah. Turns up at the woods in a. I mean, I'm, I think this is still Glastonbury Grove. It looks different to the old TV yeah. show, but you know, it's going to be hard to recreate a, a scene from 25 years ago. But it looks a bit different, and it's similar to the to the uh, Jack, Jack Rabbit's Palace from a few episodes uh, ago. I I I actually think it might be a different area. I, I I was thinking that because of I think it's in the next episode. Um, there's a scene. And that seems very much like the one from the original series. Definitely, that that is a that's definitely Glastonbury Grove. That one that's that, that I mean. comes out at yeah. So I feel I feel like this one's a different one altogether. Like. Yeah, so he's got there with the coordinates, and the portal appears to him, which we've seen a few episodes ago, which appeared to uh, that Andy went yeah. into to get. Well, I think we can assume now is the White Lodge that he went into, yeah, yeah. where the fireman is, uh, and. Like I, I'm led. You're led, led to believe that Evil Coop's whole motive is this to get into the White Lodge, yeah, to meet these people for whatever reason. I don't know. Uh, are we led to believe that because with him being like a clone of Cooper, that we now know that was Cooper's mission basically to find Judy. You know that. So is he just kind of blindly following a mission? That he's almost like, like in his in his DNA almost to, to follow what Cooper was trying Maybe. to do. I don't know. I I I think he might have some ulterior motive, mm. but I'm not quite sure. I've like because like I think you've said in the past that you think Judy might be like the big bad boss kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if like he was trying to use it for his advantage kind of thing. Maybe as, uh, as a weapon, maybe, but. I mean, it, we'll never know now what Cooper's motive actually was because he gets into the White Lodge, a really weird scene, and he's trapped immediately in like a in cage. Like a cage <laughs> like, he? Yeah, he's on one side, the giant's on the other, and a big floating head of Donis Davis is just floating about. So, like, like I love that because, yeah. <laughs> like, all season we've we've seen that we've found his body and we've we've known his body's been around. But we've never known where his head is. I think we've seen his head in one of the earlier episodes floating around space. Um, yeah, we did, yeah. Episode um, two or three, that was, I think. And yeah. uh, 
but this is the first time we've like just seen it just and it didn't say anything it just floating <laughs> but i mean looking back to that now I'm, I'm dying to go back and watch all of this again that episode where we spots the head floating through space right before that bit uh that the woman that we now know is diane like electrocutes herself on the on the electric kettle thing and falls off into the ether yeah, remember that but we know not we now know that was diane yeah, yeah. You know, so okay. it's just stuff like that. I'd love to watch it again just to oh, yeah. rewatch all that stuff. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. We then go from there to Evil Cooper is like turned into like a black ball or something. It's kind of like, I think in episode eight, um, we've seen a similar thing, didn't we? With Laura Palmer being put into a map. Yeah. Um, through the same means. Yeah, she was like a, a gold ball, wasn't she, or something? Yeah. But this is like a black kind of. Bit like the Bob Ball that we're going to see later on. Yeah, he becomes this weird b- b- ball, and is then through the gramophone projected into an image of into the image, which is now peaks. the sheriff station. Yeah. So I mean, I'm 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 trying to. I don't think logic has got anything to do with this anymore. But I'm trying to piece together that he got the coordinates on the arm of Ruth Davenport. Yeah. They were put there by the White Lodge to lead him there deliberately so he would fall into their trap because they want him at the sheriff station. Yeah, because... that's where Freddy is. Yeah, I, I think the, so, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, like, well, but... I mean, we'll get into it in a bit um, in the next couple of scenes, but, like, there's something that Cooper says in a bit uh, when when he's talking to Freddy. It, yeah. it's it's almost as if it was all one big elaborate plan. Exactly. This is what I mean. Like it's like Coop's had one big plan the whole yeah, time. Yeah. Like we've just, we've just not known about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, so he gets fired out at the, at the sheriff station. He looks a bit miffed. <laughs> yeah, he's in the car park and he and Andy's there and Andy spots him and Andy's like, "Oh, Adrian Cooper," and he's like, "Yeah, hello, Andy." <laughs> And this whole scene plays out. I mean, watching it for the first time, I, I was like on the edge of my seat thinking, I oh was, God, yeah. he could kill Andy, he could kill Lucy at any point. I, I, I thought Andy was going to die. I'm not going to lie, but... Yeah. And uh, he tells Evil Cooper, come on in, you know, uh, go meet Sheriff Truman. Uh, so he go he goes in, meets Lucy at reception, and they take him through to, uh, to meet Frank Truman. Frank Truman, yeah. And again, cut me, if I'm missing out on anything here, to jump in because it's such a kind of convoluted series of events. Mm-hmm. This uh, he then goes in to meet to meet Frank Truman. In the meantime, we cut away to to meet Freddie, James, Chad, and at this point, she's known as Nado or Nado. Just, I mean, it's it's a it's a throwaway bit, like completely. But I just wanted to bring up the fact that. Um, he got offered coffee. And, oh uh, yeah, and, and he turned it down. So like that was the first like I think even Definitely. Andy at that point was like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, your first giveaway that you know uh, <laughs> that this isn't the right person. Like. Yeah, anyone in Twin Peaks turning down coffee is definitely mm. a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we jump back to the, the the cells, and here it Chad has basically got got a plan to escape. He gets hold of a skeleton key, is that right? Which was in, in his boot, wasn't it? Yeah, trying to get his boots. But the weird thing about this scene, I didn't get it, quite get it, because he was waiting for that that ill-looking man. I didn't get that to, to, fall, like, to fall, fall asleep, asleep or something, yeah. So, like, I, I don't understand, like, why he needed him to not be looking at him, because he didn't he didn't look like he was going to be able to stop him at any point. Uh, yeah, I, I don't get that. Like, <laughs> and even if they could, 
even if they could all see what he was doing, what could they do? Like, exactly. You yeah. can't get to him, so shout, yeah. I suppose, shout a bit, maybe get some yeah, rubbish guess, going. But, but yeah, maybe. I, I was thinking this, but yeah, he gets the skeleton key, lets himself out, and arms himself with a few guns or whatever it is. Andy at this point comes down. There's another weird bit here. I'm, again, I'm all over the place here, but there's a weird scene where Andy has like a premonition. I think it might be just before this bit. It was, yeah. When he's upstairs, he remembers the scene from the the White Lodge where he places Lucy in a position, but that never comes back. <laughs> I don't think anyway. Yeah. Uh, I I thought it would almost play into like he puts Lucy there and sh- she's then going on to shoot Evil Cooper, but uh, I'm sure we never come back to that. Or, or maybe he did it off camera, and that's why she yeah. was there. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know because she answered the phone, didn't she, when he went off? Yeah, as we know from the yeah, next scene. So, there's a weird one, but then we cut, cut back to this. He Andy walks in. Uh, Chad's holding him at gunpoint, I'm saying like, "Finally, you know." Well, again, I was like, oh, "Fucking hell, he's actually going to die this episode." Yeah. Andy? <laughs> if it's not Cooper, it's going to be Chad. <laughs> no, I uh, thought it was going to be Andy this episode. Like, yeah. Also, oh, a... that's really, if it wasn't Cooper killing oh, right, him, yeah, yeah. be Chad killing yeah, him kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he comes down, he's holding him at gunpoint, but as he's walking towards Andy, Freddy, with his gardening glove power, <laughs> punches the cell door open and just completely KOs Chad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the last we see of Chad. <laughs> he and gets then, chained up. Like It's in this same scene, isn't it, that uh, Andy's like, I need to get you all upstairs. It is. I mean, I wasn't sure if it was this bit. It must be the premonition that remind that made him think to get everyone up. Maybe, yeah. I thought first it might be the gunshot, maybe, when it goes off. Oh, God, yeah, it was. Sorry, it was is the that what gunshot. It was? So, like, it'll be after this next scene. Yeah, so we cut away from there. We cut back to uh, the office, and Frank and Evil Cooper have a conversation. Like I say, I think uh, Sheriff Truman can tell that something's not right. Yeah, yeah. And in the meantime, he gets the phone call, which Lucy puts through to him, which is good Cooper. But, like, I think uh, Lucy was even on to him at this point because she got the phone call at first and she's like, who? And, and like, when she realised it was actually Cooper, I think she's yeah. like, okay, so what's going on here? Mm. And uh, she obviously puts him through and says, it's the one with the blinking light, yeah. <laughs> as she always does. It's very important. <laughs> uh, Truman takes the phone call and good Cooper explains that, well, first of all, he's like, can I talk to Sheriff Truman? And he's like, yeah, I am Sheriff Truman. <laughs> is it like, Harry, what, you know, could I think talk he to says, like, oh, this is his brother, Frank. Yeah. Kind of thing. And he explains exactly what's going on. At which point, you, you know, the evil Cooper knows something's going wrong. Uh, and basically puts the phone down. And they have like almost like a standoff kind of thing with the guns. I think I think like at the exact same time they pull the guns, and you hear a gunshot as soon as they're pulled, and you're just like, "Whoa, what the fuck's happened?" Yeah. At first, I thought Frank was dead here because his hat, it clearly was a shot him through the hat or something. Yeah, yeah. His hat wobbled. Uh, but then the camera pulls back, and it's Lucy who's shot Evil Cooper. Yeah, I still could. like I, I I actually like pretty much stood up and cheered at this yeah. point. I was just like, yes, Lucy, go on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and then so she, happy. She has a little punchline at the end. I now know how cellular phones work. I think she <laughs> says that when Andy comes oh, up. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, so like after that, Andy hears it. He's like, oh God, I need to get you all upstairs. Yeah. Which I'm assuming he, he knew to take them upstairs because um, of his premonition. Mm. So he had the premonition that he needs to move people into the correct places. and stuff. Yeah. So I'm guessing that's what it was anyway. 
Yeah, so he takes them all upstairs. And they're all in, in Sheriff Truman's office. Is this the point where Coop comes in? Like first, like you say, Lucy says her line um, yeah. to Andy. She's like, Andy, I think I, I think I understand cellular phones now. Yeah. And then uh, pretty much straight away, um, Cooper runs in. I think Cooper comes in and the woodsmen turn up working on evil Cooper's body. Uh, Just another line from before, actually. Um, when, when uh, wait, was it? I think I think he stayed on the phone. Sorry, with Frank the whole time. Does he? Uh... He stayed on the phone because um, Cooper heard it over the phone. Oh yeah, that's and he, right, and he yeah. actually said to him, he said, um, "Don't whatever you do, don't touch that body. Don't touch that body." So yeah, like, that's right. Frank was just like, "Okay." Um, Andy came up and he's like, "Yeah, don't touch the body." Yeah, and he's getting everyone. I think Hawk then walks Hawk in. Hawk turns in and goes to touch the body, and... and and he says, "Cooper said not to touch it," and Hawk says, um, "But that is Cooper." Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, the, the, the series of events in this bit is so complicated. Uh, we've got Lucy shoots evil Cooper. <laughs> yeah. The woodsman, at this point, I think, remove Bob from the body. They're doing that thing where they're just kind of smearing blood over blood his face over, yeah. and stuff. <laughs> so weird. And then, like you say, the, the, the Bob bubble comes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They remove the Bob bubble. At this point, I think Coop runs in because the, the bubble goes after him first. Yeah. And, uh, he, you know, he bats it away or whatever. And at this point, he realises that he knows who Freddy is. Yeah. Ooh. I think he just says something, something like, are you Freddy? Yeah, he did. He went, yeah. are you Freddy? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think he does tell just tell him to punch it, does he? Yeah, and he says, this is my destiny or something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Freddy has like a boxing match with. <laughs> with this the this Bob bubble's like ripping him a new one. Like it's proper like get like blooding up his face and stuff. Did you it? get a feeling of the oh, excuse me the experiment mm. from back in episode one the way that clawed did, yeah. people's faces? I did, yeah. Yeah, like that's like attacking him. He's getting 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 beat at points, but he'll he'll strike back with his gardening glove. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and basically it goes back and forth. At one point I thought Freddy was done for, like he's gets knocked down about a third time or something, but he eventually gets back up. He punches Bob through the floor first. Into like some hell or something. Yeah, flames come out of the floor. Yeah. <laughs> which is so weird. But Bob comes back again, uh, has one last go, but then eventually he just punches him so hard it just explodes so, yeah. and just disappears through the ceiling. Like very weird. <laughs> very weird. Yeah. And then I think at this point, um Dale put the the ring on evil cooper yeah that's right and he then disappeared sends him back to the black lodge we just see the ring clang to the floor in the black lodge as usual uh i wonder why coop sent ray there i'll just get rid of the ring Uh, sorry why evil coop sent ray there a few episodes ago i think just to put the ring back in the black lodge basically that was why why he did it yeah yeah but then the ring was given by the one-eyed man to good yeah yeah so uh we then go to the woodsman remove Bob. Freddy kills him. Rings put on evil Coop. We then get a bit of a... There's a few events here that I might get them out of order, but I think, first of all, he gets the key from, from Frank Truman. Yeah, he asked Frank, like, have you got the the key from the, the Old Western? Uh, the Great Northern. <laughs> <laughs> I, did that la- I did that last time. Didn't I? I think it was Best Western he said last time. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what was it called again? The Great Northern. The Great Northern. <laughs> now this is interesting because I mean, the, the key symbolism, Mulholland Drive. Again, you know, it's come back to a blue key in that film. He wants the key from Sheriff Truman, but he never uses it. He never goes to his room at the Great Northern. He goes to the Great Northern, but he goes to the basement. He doesn't go to his mm. room. So he never uses that key. So I'm, no, that, he, did. That's, he used it to open that door. Did he use it for that he door? He used it for did that he? door, yeah. Right. But um, just before we go to that bit, though, like, the whole time, like, this conversation was happening, like, um, Dale's face was superimposed over yeah, like, the course, entire yeah. scene, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and I've, I've, in fact, we've seen, before we even get to that point, I think we get Dale back. Uh, that comes after, I think. Does it actually? Yeah, I think so. It, uh, he has a bit of a speech, then then Diane comes back after that. All right. Yeah. Uh, so he gets the key back. He tells him that Major Briggs said, uh, I would get the key from yeah. Sheriff Truman. And of course, he didn't say which Sheriff Truman, yeah. you know. So he gets the key for the Great Northern. <clears throat> he then has a bit of a speech where, at this point, we've been joined by uh, the Mitchums, with Candy, Mandy and Sandy, with sandwiches for everyone. <laughs> and Gordon come as well with Albert and Tammy. I think so. He turns up at some point, definitely. He uh, definitely does, yeah. Again, I'm not, totally not sure now what, what happens in what order at this bit, but yeah. he has a speech where he tells them all. Uh, this, this is definitely important. Tells them all, things will change. The past dictates the future. So, like, the way I'm, I'm going to be... I'm going to come back to it later, but that is going to be... Episode 18, basically, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and after that, then, we get Diane back, who yeah. is NATO at the moment, uh, a woman with dark hair, with a face with all, all these gouge marks over it. And no eyes. And no eyes. What actually triggers this? I can't actually remember. I think she just walks forward, and her face kind of turns into this black portal. With yeah. like weird, horrible flesh marks around it, which is to the Black Lodge, I think, wasn't it? It then it then appears in the Black Lodge, surrounded by Black Lodge stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's like a shadow of Diane's face in it, the new Diane. Yeah. And it then transports back to the office, and eventually, uh, Diane's face just just appears over the black, the black portal thing, yeah. and uh, yeah, so it's Diane. <laughs> but with red hair. With red hair, good Diane this time. Yeah. Good Diane with red hair. The, the made look a bit better than the old the other Diane as well, like face, you know, more makeup on and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So, uh, and yeah, she, so Diane's and, and back. she's not she's not constantly telling people to fuck off and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we get the what we assume is the good Diane back. Coop and her embrace because they, they must have had uh, like like the relationship was obviously closer than we previously thought. It wasn't just like a, an assistant. It seemed like they were actually. An item, yeah. kind because of when he went into the Black Lodge in Series Two, he was going out with Annie Blackburn at that point. So that's what I mean. <laughs> Forget like... Annie now; she, <laughs> she doesn't matter. <laughs> that's what I mean. I don't yeah. know what quite happened, but unless unless this whole plan was started before the series, uh, before the events of Season One, even maybe. Yeah, we. I mean, we'll get into it in the next episode, but you, yeah, it could be mental. <laughs> As you mentioned, during this whole scene, there's been like a superimposed image of Cooper's face. It's only a little detail. I'm not 100% sure on this, but I'm, I'm sure that it's not even a still frame of Cooper. Like the whole time it's been like just a 
an actual recording of his face because yeah. he's moving and stuff. You know what I mean? It's not like just a still image of him yeah, superimposed. Yeah. That, that's weird. And eventually he talks as well. And uh, he says we live inside a dream. Yeah. Which is very close to what Monica Bellucci said a few episodes, a few in, episodes in, in ago. In Gordon's dream, wasn't it? Yeah. And again, dream dream ideas, you know, dream mythology, Mulholland Drive. Going back to what you said at the beginning, yeah. or is it Mulholland Drive? That This is why, because we think <laughs> it's, it's, it's becoming very similar to... Definitely, very similar. Uh, alternate realities, time travel, dream, dream symbolism keys and and to be fair like you actually called this like very earlier on early on in the uh yeah in this series you you actually said like you think it's just basically going to be Mulholland Drive well I think I actually said at the time I think Mulholland Drive will turn out to be a secret Twin Peaks film Uh, I think it's the other way around now I think this Twin Peaks series is turning out to be a secret Mulholland Drive TV show (laughs) 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 I I can buy that yeah. yeah So uh, we then go from there. Gordon's joined by this point. Uh, the Mitchums have joined. Look like they're all ready to have a big party, but Coop tells them, uh, I'd, I'd love to see you all again one day. I really hope I see you all again one day. And then it, we just have this like black shaking effect yeah. kicks in. And uh, you can just hear Gordon and Coop shouting to each other. Did you yeah, see yeah, like Coop, Gordon's Coop, going, Coop. Yeah, and Coop shouting, Gordon. Yeah. Oh. And they they both just kind of get transported to like this black area with Diane, with Diane as well. Uh, the three of them, I think that the Diane symbolism, why she's so important all of a sudden, I think it's just purely because Lynch loves Laura Dern and Cal McLaughlin together because they're both in a blue velvet. You know, yeah, yeah. he just loves the idea of them two being together on screen, kind of thing. So. That's why Diane now has become part of this three, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. him, Gordon, Diane. And uh, this bit now is we pick up in the uh, the basement of the Great Northern, I believe. Is that is that where it is? Yeah, Great Northern Hotel. Um, so are we saying that Freddie and James were like working there yeah, as security? Out, yeah, outside the basement the other week kind of thing. Yeah. And another thing that ties it in is... Uh, when we get close to the door in the basement that, that James went close to the other week, there's that really weird humming noise. Yeah, and you could hear that throughout the Great Northern. Uh, oh, true, yeah. Yeah, true. Benjamin and his assistant were like, you know, it's coming from over here kind of thing. Yeah, so uh, they're, in the, they're in the basement of the Great Northern. And Cooper at this point is going in on his own. He actually says to the other two, like, I'm going through this door and by no, like, whatever happens, don't ever follow me through, kind of Yeah. And he tells Diane, I'll see you at the curtain call. Yeah. Which we literally get to a curtain call. (laughs) There's literally a curtain there when when we don't see him after that. So, uh, yeah, he leaves them too. Goes into this room in the basement of of the Great Northern which then takes him to the convenience store. Yeah, yeah. This is right, isn't it? The... Well, it, wasn't it the... Well, it was that um, courtyard, wasn't it? Well, he, first of all, he goes into the, the convenience oh, store sorry, yeah, with sorry. the stairway. Yeah, that's that's what happened with uh, Evil Evildale, wasn't it? Like, yeah. he goes into the convenience store. first. And it's through the back door. Got to go up the stairs first. A really weird thing, though. I'd love to know more about this. I don't know if there's any theories out there, but... 
as he goes up the stairs, there's the weird image of that like mad little demon thing yeah. coming down the stairs with that white mask on. That was all over Firewalk with me, the movie. I'd love to know yeah. what, what that is. I've got no, I've got no idea. Uh, that comes down the stairs and just disappears. Yeah, mad, mad, yeah. So Cooper goes up. Oh, at this point, Mike has joined him, the one-armed man. He was in the uh, convenience store waiting for him. And he repeats that poem to him that ends with Firewalk with me. This time, wasn't it all in... It wasn't in reverse, any of the things he said, was it? No, because he's not in the Black Lodge at this point. It's the, oh, right. it's like a different thing into the... Yeah. Uh, so they go up, they go through the courtyard. Did they go to a different ro- room this time? Or I couldn't really tell. I honestly couldn't tell you. Yeah. But the main point of it is they're going to meet the David Bowie kettle <laughs> for the last time. One little point I did like... Earlier in the episode, Gordon referred to Philip Jeffries and he said that he doesn't really exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because he's become this tea kettle or whatever it is. But I mean, it, it, said, oh, it said he's still it's still alive, but he doesn't, or something like that, he's still around, but he doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah. But it's like Bowie himself, isn't it? Don't you think? Like, he, yeah. he's still around, he's still famous, you know, his music's still out there, yeah. but he's he doesn't really exist anymore. Like. <laughs> Mental. Yeah. So, uh, we then cut to a meeting with the Bowie Kettle. There's some weird, weird dialogue in this, but I haven't really got the notes of what's said. But it's stuff like Cooper's asking the Bowie Kettle to go back to 1989, basically. Yeah. Which is the is. date of Lowe's death. Yeah, yeah. And the Bowie Kettle makes comments like, be specific, you know, stuff like that. And he says, yep, yeah, no problem. It's very slippery in here. Just give me a minute or something. You know, weird, weird yeah, little yeah. comments he's making. And eventually he spits out that like word symbol that we've seen all over the show. I think I think you've in previous episode you've I think you said it might have been a dog. Well I thought it could have referred back to the black dog runs at night thing. And I, I think I actually said it might be an ant or yeah. something. And it turns out we're both wrong. It's both wrong. <laughs> I think I think you know what it is in the end, I think it's just three mountains. Really? Yeah, looking at it now. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, I can the, see like what the you Twin mean, Peaks yeah. thing, yeah. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. But it kind of... Um, it or took, two mountains and a diamond or something like that. But it kind of took the uh, outside mountains, if that's what we're going with. Yeah. And it put them together and basically formed a figure eight. Ended up being a figure eight. I think it's like an infinity sign almost or something. But, I know it's on a side kind of thing, but... But it had a, like a, almost like a little pinball. Yeah, moving around the lower part yeah. of it. I'm wondering, if is this like how he travels through time or something? <laughs> I, I don't I have know. no idea, but... Yeah, I've got no idea what's going on with that. Yeah. I mean, earlier in the show, like, again, Evil Cooper's been looking for this. So I'd, what was his motives? You know what I mean? I'd, I don't, I've, I've got no idea. I think it's this Judy character. Mm. Oh, Judy. <laughs> oh, they mentioned Judy at this point. The, the Bowie Kettle says to him, you'll find Judy there when he sends him back. All right. Yeah. Uh, and... But it says, right, you can go in. So it's like you can travel back in time to yeah. 1989. And uh, then the one-armed man goes, electricity! And that, that's what sends him back, I presume, or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he goes back. And the next 20 minutes or so, we're just watching Firewalk with me <laughs> in black and white. Do you remember this? 
Yeah, sorry, I've, 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 I was skipping ahead to the next episode and we had that. Oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah, we, we were basically just watching Firewall. And it wasn't I have it. got this in the right order, haven't I? I'm terrified of getting some of this wrong, but. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sends him back, it's all black and white. And again, this is, we're just watching Firewalk with me now, basically. It's a scene where James and Laura are in the woods. Uh, this is an amazing piece of retcon in this. <clears throat> because in the actual film, there's the scene where Laura looks over James's shoulder and just screams because there's presumably something in the woods. Yeah, yeah. And now we know it was Cooper. <laughs> amazing, that. <Yeah>. Is. <laughs> she can see Cooper and screams. She has some dialogue as well that she says to him something like, uh, "The Laura you you like is not is not me. I'm, is not here anymore." Just yeah. more more dialogue pointing to like, is she a Tulsa? You know what I mean? Just stuff like that. Like, is she yeah, like a, a doppelganger or something? Maybe. You know, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. But again, yeah. in the, that scene always sticks out to me in the actual film Firewalk with me because she looks over the shoulder and sh- shrieks at nothing. Yeah, and then she says stuff like, "You know, you don't, you don't know who I am. I'm not lo- the Laura you love." Yeah, yeah. Weird dialogue like that, maybe, like that. Yeah. that it's almost like she's talking to Cooper and not James. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I can see what you're saying. Lynch could have planned that 25 years ago. It, it, it's weird, but I mean, if he didn't though, like that's that's really good though. Like that, how he's managed to pull to that do out. it. Well, I think he does a lot of that. I think he just throws stuff out there and makes sense of it later on, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, because. A lot of Twin Peaks was just done on the fly because Cal McLaughlin wouldn't come back for the film. He yeah. changed whole aspects of the film and they've gone on to become part of the mythology. You know, just yeah, stuff like that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Stuff that he just did out of necessity have gone on to become like massive parts of the, of the uh, whole mythology. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and basically the whole whole point of this, this scene is we see the whole thing play out again. But at the point where Laura runs off to the woods, she doesn't go to meet up with... Jacques and Ronette and Leo. Yeah. She, Cooper, intercepts her. Basically stops her, doesn't he? Yeah. And uh, has has an exchange with her. Well, he doesn't say out, does he? She's talking and saying, like, like, who are you, kind of thing. But he just kind of puts his hand out and just just says, yeah, come on. (laughs) Yeah, takes her by the hand and starts to lead her through through the woods. And at this point, it's like almost like a shift in the timeline now. We see, like, an alternate episode one of Twin Peaks, the pilot, yeah. where we see uh, the morning of, the morning after the murder, we see Josie Packard putting her makeup on, and... <coughs> yeah, I love, I because I, I, I'm not sure if, like, I'm just not remembering right, but these must have been, like, like extra scenes that were filmed, wasn't they? Because uh, I don't remember any of these scenes from that the original. Oh really? Oh, they, were defi- they were definitely in there. Yeah, oh, this so is the, the pilot. Like, so yeah. these were actually original. The difference with this one is when, when uh, I can't think of his name now. The guy, um, the the guy who's going out fishing. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even think now who that oh, is. I but he, he he leaves the uh, house to go fishing, and he's walking down the road. But in the old show, he spots the body down on the beach. Uh, yeah. But they've just edited the body out now you know so it's not yeah. there because she never died in this timeline but he just carries on walking he just carries on walking now because there's nothing to notice so, i mean he ca- he's, he's carried on walking now i'll have to that, go back and check i'm not sure whether i don't i think he might have walked to that point then look back and seen the body ah, do you know what i mean right, but yeah, yeah. i'll have to double check that to be honest yeah i'd love to go back now and just watch the whole thing again just for stuff like this uh yeah so we now believe that laura didn't die like I mean, this is how I'm reading it anyway. Well, well, we've seen at the beginning of this shot that that 
the dead body did disappear from the yeah. beach, so she's not dead. Again, I, I don't think I don't want to be too literal because obviously Lynch doesn't do stuff, li- you know, literally. But that's how I'm reading it. I'm no, reading I've, it that literally he's changed the timeline by doing this. He's no, got, I think that's what it is. Yeah. And I've got to admit, I was thinking but, at this point, I was like, "This is genius. He's going to retcon the whole thing and save Laura Palmer." Like, but we we don't get that. <laughs> it go, goes down a different path, but. Well, before like it cuts to this like episode one scenes and stuff, like he's obviously pulling them through the forest and gets to that area which Evil Dale was at earlier. Yeah, the uh, the Jack Jack Rabbit's palace thing, which is basically the entrance to the what we think is the White Lodge. Yeah, um, and I don't know, like you hear like that that's horrible, like terrifying scream of hers. You hear like some like weird electrical clicking yeah, or something, like click click, and then then like her horrifying scream. Yeah. And she's just not there anymore. Mm. But, I mean, are we assuming she's gone in there or...? Again, I'm being really literal here, but I'm reading this... I'm pretty sure this isn't what it is, but the Bowie Kettle mentioned as Judy's there. Yeah. So I think Judy's taken Laura. Judy knows what Cooper's trying to do by changing the timeline and doesn't let him do it. He take Whatever it is, takes Laura to some alternate dimension just to screw things up for Cooper. That's how I, that's just literally how I've took it on face value. Yeah, okay. Just because he mentions that well, Judy, Judy's sense, there. Yeah. Right, I'm just thinking to the end of the next episode, so it actually kind of makes sense. Just the fact there's that clicking noise, you know, yeah. like, as if something was there kind of thing. So that's why I'm reading that. Clicking noise, we hear Laura scream, and I think that's where the episode... Oh, there's one final scene of in the Palmer household... Sarah Palmer, you heard some weird noises off screen for ages in the house. Sorry, just, uh, my ear's a bit mashed here, so <laughs> I'm trying to think, right? The, the the What happened was, like, that scream happened and then the, the episode one thing happened, didn't it? Episode one thing. See, this is what I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether he was walking with her. Then it showed the episode one thing. Because I'm sure I remember at one point thinking, oh my God, this is genius. It's going to be a happy ending. Yeah. It's going to save the day with everything. But then it comes back to it, and she disappears. I think. Oh right. I okay. think. I think so. I might. Not, I might be wrong on that. But yeah, I'm, I mean, uh, I'm not actually sure. So you're probably right. I'm not sure myself. But uh, e- either or, like, let's say it's kind of the same result, isn't it? But but, the, but like you said, the final scene. If, if if I'm correct, it's the Sarah Pam one, isn't it? Yeah, you're hearing this weird like moaning and sobbing off screen, and eventually, she, I think she just runs in screen, does she, on shot, and uh, starts smashing a picture of Laura Palmer with like a vodka bottle or something. Just well, like she, she kind of like knocks it onto the floor at first, and she and it's it's almost like she's stabbing it, yeah. like with a thing and Proper attacking the picture. Maybe that's because she, like she's one of these. What what are we calling them? Tulsas. So maybe she's one of them. T- well, we know from a previous episode that she must be something. Something anyway. that's not right with her, is it? Because we've seen like it, her face open and stuff, haven't we? Yeah. So, like she, there's something about that house, but we'll, we'll definitely we'll come back. We'll to definitely, that, definitely get into that. I yeah. Think. Uh, I think it might that might be a reaction to whatever Cooper's doing. That's like right. Changing some timeline, it's like made her worse or something. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, in this timeline, Laura might not have died that night, but something worse might happen now. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like so, we'll never know. I don't, I don't think that's Sarah though. I think that's that's like like a doppelganger mm. or something. I, th- I think like it's the doppelganger that's angry because what was supposed to happen didn't happen, or something like that. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think Cooper's changed the uh, order in which things are supposed to happen, and that's 
potentially angered some Tulsa's. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't know. I'm, it's hard to get my head around. But I've got to admit, this episode came that close to giving me what I thought I wanted from like the whole show. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were going to get a happy ending. I thought Cooper would vanquish. It. Well, Freddie did it really, but get rid of Bob, and he was going to like rewrite the whole show, and like Lower Palm would never have died, and it'd be yeah, a big, yeah. nice happy ending. And I thought I wanted that until we get to where we actually end up. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yes, we came that close, but then that last last two minutes of this, this episode just knocks it all on its head. Just, I had a question, like, I, I know um, at one point it, it comes out into the Grove. Is that in the next episode? Start of the next episode, Is it? Is yeah. it my bad, but we'll get into yep. that in a second then. Yeah, so that's the end of, oh, it ends with a performance by... Julie Cruz. Julie Cruz, who's who we know is I think I think you've said today that she was in this season. I don't I think know. I'm wrong about that. I think you were right. I think it's literally from the old show. I, I, the know, I, I know she was in season like one of the first two seasons. Um like 'cause like I was I, I looked her up, I was like, I, 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 I who's this? Um Julie Cruz. And uh and I seen a picture of her and she was in the roadhouse and, and she was a young girl, yeah. essentially. So, well, I say young girl, 25 years ago. Mm. She's obviously going to look a bit older, isn't she? So, Yes, well, I think you're right about that. This is the first time she's returned is to it? Twin Peaks. Just on a bit of a, a tangent on that. The reason I, I found that out was I, I looked at some of her tweets before we started the pod. Yeah. And she's fuming, apparently, about, <laughs> about the uh, episode. Wow. Apparently, uh, Lynch cut her performance down. Oh, really? But, I mean, it's got bigger fish to fry with the finale oh, of a show yeah. than putting her on screen for five minutes oh, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, her tweet was something like, I could care less about Twin Peaks. And I hate that because it's couldn't care less. <laughs> she literally tweeted, I could care less. <laughs> if you could care less, that implies that you care. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, the, the saying is, you couldn't care less. Yeah. So, Julie me. Cruz, sort your grammar out. <laughs> next time you you want to slam Lynch on social yeah, media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm not a big fan of that myself. I think. Yeah, <laughs> but like uh, that I, really winds me up. That it's, I it's, could care less. It's it's not, it's not even the fa- the grammar though. It's just like, like you say, he's got bigger yeah. fish to fry. Like, yeah, she's literally put some like snotty tweet up saying like, "I'm done with Twin Peaks," and you know, well, I could care less. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that angers me. That, mm. but um, yeah. Well, let's move on to the next episode. Yeah, so we're then on to part eighteen. Are you, are you okay just to jump straight into it? Mm-hmm. Do you want to rate that one first? I mean, yeah, sure. It's five stars. Yeah, big shocker, five stars. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. that, that, like, I think I've said it for the past, God knows. I, I mean, I, I'm, I think you did it a lot earlier on in this series, but I think I'm just going to do it now. I'm going to go back and rate every single episode five stars. Yeah, I'm the same. Every, like, Until I've, I've, this finale, but... Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we'll get back to that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Come back to that at the end. Uh, yeah, so we'll just jump to part 18. Uh, so I've got to go somewhere else then, but yeah, doesn't matter. We could just jump straight into part 18. Yeah. Uh, okay. I will. I apologise if I sound vague on this one because this is such a weird episode. There's not much that happens, really, is there? It's all the start stuff, the, the uh, stuff at the start that really throws me because... The first 10 minutes, there's a lot of stuff in there that you, you forget about. Yeah. And basically the episode picks up with Evil Coop just burning in a chair. God, I don't remember that. Do you not remember this? It's in the Black Lodge. 
in an armchair, just on fire, just burning. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, yeah, sorry, I do remember that, yeah. And I think the reason that's there is for, like, a, the juxtaposition of cutting from that to Dougie Jones gets home. This is the happy ending of the whole show. <laughs> Dougie Jones turns up in Vegas, uh, knocks on Naomi Watts' uh, door. Oh, yeah, because, like, while that's burning, I'm pretty sure just after that, um, the one-armed man basically creates the good Dougie Jones, doesn't he? Yeah, oh, so yeah, you're right. Yeah, it shows the scene of him it with the, the block shows of him. hair yeah. creating him. Yeah. Next to the little seed thing. Yeah, and it's proper like Cooper in the Black Logical. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, like you say, he ends up in uh, Vegas. Yeah. Um, uh, Joni. 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 I give up. Um, she, she answers the door. Yeah. And. Uh, and. Uh, She's like, oh, Dougie, and the little boy, Sonny Jones Jim, runs up. <laughs> <laughs> he runs up and uh, gives him a big hug. Daddy! Yeah, he's like, Daddy. And uh, Dougie Cooper's just like, home. <laughs> well, I think, I think like, Janie E. Jones, <laughs> I think she actually says, oh, you're home. Like, Dougie, you're home. And I think he's literally just repeating that, isn't it? It's just back to the same old Dougie. Yeah. Um, which I'm guessing, like, from what we're getting, from what we're getting from this is, that is exactly what Dougie was like. Like yeah. Dougie was just that slow and just repeated stuff like that. We're getting the impression that this one's nicer than the last one. Yeah, definitely. Because the last one was using prostitutes and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. gambling. Th- this one's just going to be um, Dougie. Yeah. So I think this is the happiest ending we're going to get from the show, basically. Yeah. So we go from there to Cooper. Uh, we'll jump back to the scene where Cooper's walking through the woods with Laura. And he yeah, loses, he yeah. loses him again. Yeah, yeah. And he's straight away back in the Black Lodge. And he it's literally episode one, I think this is. We get like about a five minute scene of episode one again, with a few slight differences. He's just in the Black Lodge in a chair talking to to Mike, the one armed man. And looking back now, it all makes sense. Like Mike. Oh, sorry, of this season. Oh, sorry, of this season. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking back to the... Oh, the, sorry, I was no, like, yeah. no, this is definitely not that. <laughs> no, yeah, it's the first episode of this season. Yeah, and Mike says to him, uh, is it future or is it past? Which now makes complete sense kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Cooper doesn't know where he is and what have you. And we go through all the motions that we saw back in episode one. He meets Leland again in the Black Lodge, yeah. who tells him to find Laura, which is now like his mission kind of thing. Uh... What else happens? He meets Leland, talks to Mike, the one-armed man, and he talks to the extension of the arm again, which is now a tree. Sorry, still still a tree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like a brain tree. There's one little difference here that the brain tree says to him. Other than that, it's the same conversation as episode one, I think. But what does he say? No, I, he I am the arm. Li- I sound like this. <laughs> yeah, and he mentions a little girl down the lane. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, I forgot and about that. Do you know what that's called back to? No. Audrey Horn talking to Charlie. But the bit where oh, I don't think I've wrote this bit. I've not wrote this bit down. <laughs> Charlie says to him, says to Audrey, back in like episode fifteen or something. Uh, do I have to end your story too? And Audrey replies, "What? what is my story? Am I the little girl who lives down the lane? Or something like that. Oh. Like, pretty much word for word what the yeah, uh, yeah. the arm says. 
I don't know what that means other than is that tying together Laura's story with Audrey Horns? That they're both like in a mental home or something, yeah. you know what? I, I don't know, but God I imagine. It must mean something, you I mean, know what I mean? I mean like it's, it's such a specific because, like, thing. I, from what I took from the last time we saw Audrey was that she was in a mental home. Like definitely. I, I that's definitely the impression I got. I think so. Um but are we saying that like something along the way has turned them both a bit mental? There's some connection there, I think. Yeah. Because that's the only the only actual mention, but there mu- it must mean something. Maybe. Yeah. And this is the scene back in episode one or two or something where the arm shows Cooper a vision of evil Cooper driving on the on the highway. Yeah, yeah. And this time, I think it just shows the highway, does it, maybe? Maybe. Because we're going, I'm pretty sure that's the highway we're going to come back to in a, in, in a bit. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think we've covered everything there in the Black Lodge bit. It then spits Cooper back out at uh, the Glastonbury Grove section. And Diana's there, is that right? Guessing in the car. I think that they come out at Glastonbury Grove. Oh, sorry, the yeah, they do, them, yeah. yeah, they definitely do, yeah. And, she, and she's actually waiting there for him. Yeah, which is the curtain call, which, yeah, yeah. again, I don't exactly know what that means, but... I mean, a curtain call normally is the end, isn't it? So yeah. are we to take that's the end of something? And this is all just something else now, you know? Well, I yeah, yeah. Carry on with the the, yeah. the, the episode. and Again, it's very Mulholland Drive-ish, like in that film when they wake up out, well, the theory is the first half's a dream, then they wake up and the reality is very different. It feels like that, like they've gone into another dimension and just like reset everything. They've got different names, you know, yeah, everything yeah. kind of thing. But like at this point they haven't though, have they? No, sorry, they haven't yet because I've, they drive somewhere, don't they? They're driving down this big highway. Yeah. And they kind of stop um, right in front of like a, a shed load of um, power lines. Yeah, massive power lines. Like massive power lines just going in every direction kind of thing. Oh, sorry, I've got a callback here that I should have mentioned earlier. This is calling back to the fireman's advice for him at the very start of the, this whole series. This one, sorry, uh, yeah, series yeah. three. The fireman told him, uh, like giving clues almost, Richard and, Li- Richard and Linda, 430 or 430, and two birds, one stone. We've already had the two birds, one stone thing. Gordon Cole mentioned it earlier. Part of the mission that him and Coop were doing, Coop told him, two birds, I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. So we've kind of covered that clue already. The 430 is the, the number of miles they have to drive exactly to get yeah, to yeah. this like portal. It was thing. literally exactly, wasn't it? Yeah. And Richard and Linda, we're going to get to in a minute. We will, yes. Is there anything else to mention there other than they get to the point? Like, like, like they say, they just drive like 430 miles. I'm sure Cooper's like, are you sure you want to do this today, Anne? Because everything will change or something like that. Like, you know, I think she it. says it to him. Is it the other way around? I think Diane's yeah. like, like, think about this. Like, make sure you want to do this kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and and he doesn't actually say anything. He, he just kind of carries on driving. And then he's like, 430, exactly. Feels like Cooper, after getting after completing the mission of getting rid of Bob, like almost like he's got a new mission now to get to find Laura. Yeah, that, yeah. That's all he cares about. Uh, yes, we, he thinks he's going to find her in this alternate dimension that the yeah, finally yeah. told him about or something. Yeah, so uh, I mean, there's a lot of driving in this episode. <laughs> yeah, definitely is. Uh, they pretty much just drive through the portal, come out of the other side, and I think they just drive to a motel. Is that right? 
Yeah. I can't I think, think of anything so. else. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's weird because like they go like they're at the four thirty point and and Cooper kind of goes to the edge. It's like ooh, does some weird dance. Oh, I mean, it's not a dance. He's just kind of like standing there, like ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and he goes back in the car. He's like, this is the place. And then he just kind of drives. They go. But before he goes, he says to Diane, he says, like, kiss me because this might, everything might change. Well, that's everything might be different, yeah. The... Everything might be different from yeah. now on. Um, and like you said, they just drive. Um, we, we, I, I think there's, there's some kind of flicker and, and something's obviously different now. Yeah. And they're just driving down, like you said, they just drive straight to a motel, I think. Yeah. I don't know if it's straight away, but Cooper seems different in the in this dimension. Mm. To me, it seems more like Evil Cooper than I'd, or, or, or like an amalgamation of them both. Almost. Yeah, I don't see it straight away. Um, I was thinking that is it like more of a subtle change that goes yeah, on? Kind of thing? Cause like, yeah, because like you see, and like he gets to the motel, he goes in to I assume just to get the uh, the key. At this point, we see a second Diane, don't we? Yeah, another Diane. No idea what that means. Like, because the like, she's waiting in the car while Cooper's seemingly gone to just get the key or something um and diana's just behind like a pillar and just yeah. looking around as soon as cooper comes out she's disappeared yeah she's disappeared and like we'll go like in the next scene we'll get into like the whole richard and linda thing we're on about but i think i'll, I'll get into it into the next scene after we get up to that bit, yeah okay actually he comes back out the motel <clears throat> They definitely seem a bit... Well, no, they, they still seem like... Well, he kind of stands near a door, doesn't he? And just kind of nods towards the door to Diane as she gets out of the car. Did he notice the car when they go into this room? I'm sure things are different when they come back out in the morning. It looks totally different. Really? I'm I'm pretty sure the car's different that they oh, came. Really? I might be wrong on that, to be honest. I've only watched... Just to mention, I don't know if I mentioned it before, I've only watched this the once so yeah, far, yeah. so... I hope, hope to watch it more, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to try and watch like the entire series again soon. To be I'm going to whack, whack these two episodes on again tonight when I get home, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah so uh, they go into the motel room and have the most uncomfortable, unsexy sex scene I've ever seen. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like, you're just basically looking at uh, Diane the whole time, aren't you? And, and she's just... She's crying, I think. Well, this is something that I was thinking of then they're in this alternate dimension I don't know whether Diane remembers anything from the other dimension but I feel like in in like Mulholland Drive in that film nobody remembered the other dimensions yeah, yeah. they're like a totally new person when they go over this uh, Cooper is the only one in it I'm sure in Lost, Lost Highway another Lynch film and Balthazar Getty was in that as well he was in this series earlier that deals with actors playing multiple parts, like yeah, weird yeah. dimensions. And even in that, they, they don't know they're in a different dimension. Cooper's mm. almost the first person in a, in a Lynch film to know that he's in a different dimension yeah. as himself. Do you know what I mean? And not like somebody else. I don't think I mean, Diane. I don't I'm, think Diane actually knows that she's. I'm Diane. wondering if just all of his works are just a big, yeah, a one big, big universe. Like, like. Yeah. yeah. We could do Lost Highway, to be honest, <laughs> for I'd, future I'd, review. I'd, yeah. I'd, do, I'd do Lost Highway. Yeah. But, um, but, so just on this point, I feel like Diana's almost switched into Linda mode at this point. Yeah. And 
when they're having sex, she's like covering his face. Do you know what's No, that? she's literally got both hand over his face, like almost as if she's remembering her Diane life of being raped by Cooper, and she's trying to like block his face out or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking anyway, watching it. But like, I, I, did, I thought that wasn't actually Diane. I thought See, that, I, I thought it was Diane at this point. So that, it's only after no, I'm thinking. Like, no, I mean like when she was getting raped by evil Cooper. Oh well, <clears throat> we're led to believe it was Diane. He then took her to, to the gas station afterwards and made the Tulsa version of her. So that memory was a real Diane memory. Oh, really? I'm, like, I'm presuming that, like, yeah. Right, okay. He went to her home and raped her that night, took her to the gas station, the convenience store, sorry. Yes. Put her in the Black Lodge or wherever and and made a Tulsa of her. Oh, God. Do you okay. know what I mean? So, yeah, okay. So it's a real memory for her. She would have been raped by Evil Cooper. So that's what she's remembering. I think so. Like, oh, her, her memories makes, are coming through. That makes sense. And yeah. that's why she's trying to block his face out or something. Uh, even Cooper doesn't seem like himself, just like a yeah. weird robot or something. <laughs> but then, like it, like you say, it kind of ends, doesn't it? Um, and Cooper wakes up in bed. Yeah. Alone. Alone um, with a message for him. From 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 Linda? From Linda, calling him Richard. But he seems very confused. He doesn't seem to be aware that who Richard or Linda is. Like. Yeah. Yeah, it's so strange. <laughs> like, going back to that scene before, like, I'd, I'd, I'm not even sure. Like, But I, I'm wondering if, like, that, what, that that Diane we saw was Diane, like the actual Diane. I don't know how why she was there and why she just instantly disappeared. But I'm wondering if that is the real Diane and that, that like, at that point, that was Linda, like, mm. in this universe. Yeah, or vice versa, if the real Diane... That, that other Linda kind of took her over or something and she became Linda. You yeah, know, something maybe, like that, maybe. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. actually know. Very weird. It's so confusing. Mm. I'd love Lynch to get on social media and just explain exactly <laughs> what he was thinking. Yeah. Like. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we go from that bit to the wake up, let's say the wake up I think in the morning. He, I think he basically goes, like, after reading the letter, he basically goes uh, to the... He goes for a drive, doesn't he? Goes and gets in his car. And I don't know how he gets there, but he, he, I think he's just driving around, maybe. He's in like... It, it, it looks like he's just driving past, and then he just decides to go in, like... Yeah. And it's what's well, called Judy's, isn't it, the diner? Oh, yeah. It's just like, oh, Judy's, you know... Oh, God, I didn't even think yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, like... I'd, I mean, you know, there's got to be more to it than that kind of thing. It can't see, just be a diner after all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, see, I, I actually saw, like... I saw the, the the name of that diner and I was like, why why does that like stand out to me? But it's that, isn't it? It's because it's yeah. Judy's. But it's like he knows what he's got to do. This is what I don't get. Maybe it's all part of the plan off screen has had with the fireman or something. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But like, it was like that. Judy's pulls in, and he goes in and knows that there's a waitress there who is going to be Laura Palmer. Do you know what I mean? How yeah. does he know that? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I know. So, so not frustrating. That's not the word. Yeah. <laughs> Frustrating. <laughs> yeah, so he, uh, he goes in. And again, it's not Coop at this point to me. It's more like Evil Coop now. Yeah, he seemed very, like, a bit more robotic. It's a bit like when Cooper was, like, on business, going places, going, have you seen this man or whatever, you know, like. and Like, obviously he sat there and um, he asks, he, he, he goes into a sit in the booth and this waitress comes and gives him coffee, doesn't she? And, he, and like they say in a very robotic way, it's like, is there another waitress that works here? 
And she's like, yeah, but she's not, like, working today. Yeah. Does she get the details off her? Oh, of how to find her. Well, what what what, it, what happens is he asks that she goes off to help free, like, cowboys. Cowboys, yeah. Um, and the cowboys are basically touching her up. Yeah. And, and, and he just turns around and says, like, um, leave her alone. And, and like they let her go. But they, they just start a fight with the one person you don't want to start <laughs> a fight with, really, don't they? Yeah. They come over and start kicking off. And Cooper stamps on one guy's foot. Think what it is. Kicks him in the balls, no, I think. No, what it is, it's like um, the first guy comes up with a gun in his hand. He literally grabs the gun, like snaps it out of his hand and kicks him in the balls. Yeah. Um, the next person pulls his gun out. Cooper shoots him in the foot. Yeah. Um, the third person didn't actually manage to get his gun out, but he basically says to him, like, give me your gun. Yeah, put your gun on the floor. He's like, I've not got a gun. He's like, He's like put, put your, your gun, gun on the floor. On the floor. <laughs> It's um, quite good. He takes all three of the guns. Goes, yeah. puts, I love this. He, he's like, so where, where do you put the chips? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's such an amazing detail. That's, where do I hang this? <laughs> like, just, just on the back of it. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> and after taking the chips out the the fat, he puts all the guns in there. Yeah. And says to the, and says to the, uh, the the chef, the cook, whatever we call him, chef. Um, I don't know if the 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 oil will be hot enough to set off these bullets, but I'd stand back if I were <laughs> And this is this is what, to me, felt very Cooper, evil Cooper-y. Evil Cooper-ish, yeah. Because it was just like, yeah, I'd, I'd stand back if I were you. Yeah. And then the way he asked the waitress, he says, um, will you write down her... Well, he doesn't even say will you. He just says, write down her address on a piece of paper. And that, to me, was very evil Cooper-y. Yeah. yeah. So I know... Definitely. Yeah, so uh, again, I don't know how he knows that this waitress is... Carrie, oh, Carrie Page, I think she's called, but yeah, it's not Carrie Fisher, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, he then gets the address and he, he drive. He's in Odessa, Texas, at this point. Yeah, yeah. Drives to meet her, and the first thing he notices is when he pulls up, the telephone pole outside Number the house. Six. Excuse me, which is the telephone pole where Agent Chet Desmond went missing at the. Uh, at the trailer park in the film Fire Walk With Me. It's the telephone pole where that kid who got run down earlier this series was right next to. Was right next to. So So the number six electricity pole is it's important. Important, yeah. Knocks yeah. on the door and Laura Palmer answers going by the name Carrie Page now. See, I didn't recognise her. Really? I didn't recognise her at all, but it was only it wasn't until you told me today that it was the same actress. I, yeah. I thought it was someone else. Still Cheryl Lee. I mean, I think she's nearly 50 now, or she is 50, I think, maybe. I mean, I've seen her in this series, so, like, I don't know why I didn't recognise her, but... They made her look a bit more... Uh, trailer park. Trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, she answers the door, and Cooper has, like, a fight on his hands to convince, convince her to come with him, saying, you're Laura Palmer... I want to take you to meet your parents were Sarah and Leland. But like the thing, I think the thing that basically sold it to her, she was like, "I need to get out of here." Basically, yeah, I couldn't even get out of here anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. And she invites him in, and we mentioned off the pod. This is the point where you see the uh, the wooden white horse on the mantelpiece. I mean, there's there's something you see just a bit before that. No, it's the white horse is the first. <laughs> that, that, there's definitely something a little more important. 
Well, yeah. I wouldn't say it's more important, but like you see a dead body with a gunshot yeah. bullet wound through, through the his head. head. Do you, this to me feels like dream logic. Yeah. This is the kind of thing you'd see in a dream, just be like, oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you see, yeah. It feels a bit very dreamlike, this whole thing does to me. Like you say, like this, you see this dead body. Well, while this like uh, Carrie is just running around, like not even taking like any notice of the fact that there's yeah. a dead body, she doesn't even care about the seams at sound of it. Um, Ignore the dead body. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't even seem to to care about the fact that there's a dead body there. But like you say, on the mountainpiece, it does actually focus on it and yeah. the camera. Um, there's a there's a white horse. Well. It's a wooden like a, it's like horse. a carved white horse. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously calling back to many a scene throughout the series. Yeah, there was a white horse early on in this series. Sarah Palmer, I think, twice saw a white horse. So yeah, like in Firewater, like I think I, I remember I do remember in Firewater with me. Um, yeah, in the bedroom. In a bedroom a white horse. And I'm sure there was one in the actual TV show as well where she saw a white horse. Uh, I can't remember that, I won't lie, but mm. Um, but like we've obviously seen a white horse, so I'm I'm thinking that's just a callback. It's not nothing like. Is there anything we're supposed to be paying any attention to this white horse? I mean, it, again, it must mean something. What it means, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Are we just supposed to make sense of it ourselves? I think maybe almost just to point out that it is Laura Palmer. Maybe yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And she agrees. Finally, agrees to come with him. Well, she she already agreed. She was just getting a clothes at this point, wasn't she? Yeah. Uh, and 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 she comes out. It's like, well, I need a coat. Um, um, in where are we going? Is it cold? Well, she says like, uh, he goes, we're going to uh, Twin Peaks, Washington, and she's like, oh, Washington D.C. It's like, no, Washington State. <laughs> like, you know, like it's his little apartment. She doesn't know where Twin Peaks is, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they set off on the journey, and I'm sure we get about ten minutes of them just driving. Yeah. It's like very dark and you see him driving down the road and like you just see him both just like turn into the, the, the wing mirrors, the the um, the rear view mirror and yeah. just, just, just keep looking around. And it's silent for the most part until I think she's, Carrie says something. Yeah, the one exchange that I, I actually remember from this bit is... Uh... She mentions that there's somebody following us because there's been headlights behind them for a while. Yeah. And uh, Cooper's like, oh, and checks it out and the car just drops past them and, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's like a good 10-minute scene and I don't know why. I don't know how he did it, but, like, if I was watching that on any other film, TV show or anything, I think I'd hate that. But for some reason, I, I enjoyed just watching them just driving. I don't know why. Yeah. I've got to admit, there were bits in this episode where I was panicking a bit. Purely because I was clock watching. Did you do this at all? It was, yeah. I, I'm going to come to what... I, actually, I'll save that for the end, because it ties in with what I think of the episode. Okay. So, save that for the end. But, uh, yeah, come back to that. Uh, yeah, so they're just driving for, like, ten minutes or something. Finally get to Twin Peaks. Go, like, past the uh, state line and stuff. And they go to the Palmer household. Straight to the house. Like Straight to the house. They get out and go and knock on the door. And a blonde woman answers. Yep. Who goes by the name of Alice Tremond. Which is a big name in the Twin Peaks mythology. Mythology, sorry. And Cooper's just like 
looks just baffled kind of thing, just trying to work out what's going yeah, on. Yeah. And it's like, well, who did he buy the house from? And she's talking to somebody off camera behind the door. I'd love to see who that was. Like, I, I thought we were going to see who it was, and it'd be like, yeah. I don't know, Bobby or something. You know? Oh, imagine if it was Bob. <laughs> you know, or I was thinking like Bobby Briggs or something, oh, you know, right. just like some like daft character from Twin yeah, Peaks yeah. or something. Uh, that'd be good though if it was Bob <laughs> that, that'd be an ending for you imagine if it was actually Bob <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he replies back and she says uh, oh we bought it from the Chalfonts now the significance of those two names are the old grandmother from the old TV show and the film in the TV show I've probably got this the wrong way around but in the TV show went by the name Tremond, I think. Nothing. And in the film went by the name Chalfont. Yeah, because uh, I, I, we've seen, yeah, that old woman, like, the woman that, like, the only, like, I know the actress from, uh, oh, um, that Adam Sandler film. Old, oh, right. Um, she she was Chalmont, wasn't she? Chalfont, yeah. She was in, in like I said, a TV show, she was called Mrs. Tremond. Yeah. And in the film, the same actress was called Mrs. Chalfont. Why, why was she changing them? It's quite frustrating because I was telling you before the pod, I had a whole theory on our Twin Peaks podcast for the movie. Yeah. I can't remember now the exact details of it. Oh. <laughs> but basically, I don't know why the, the change of name. I mean, remember earlier this season when that drugged up mother was living yeah. over the road from Dougie Jones? I thought they were going to be revealed as like the Tremons or the Chalfonts. Oh. It's like they're always in... The location of the Black Lodge thing to keep a uh, keep an eye on things yeah, almost. Yeah. Uh, she was in the White Lodge, or something? Wait, she was in the uh, convenience, convenience store, store yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, with the four maker table, uh, and she had that little grandson who was played by David Lynch's actual actual, actual son in the TV oh, show. Okay. Somebody else for the film because it got too old by that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah so big names in the mythology of Twin Peaks: Tremond and Chalfont. Mm-hmm. We know that the Black Lodge residents. My theory was something like they always move into a place after somebody's gone missing there. I think. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Teresa Banks got murdered, or in the in the film, I'm sure they moved into the trailer after she moved, after she lived there, or before one of the two. You know, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. basically they're a bad sign if they're like you know living nearby. Someone's going to get killed or go go missing mm-hmm. or something. And I just, I'm just taking it as if to say this house is haunted, kind of thing. Like you know, this, this, Some this weird black shit going on there. Living, living here, kind of thing. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look at, do a, a deep dive on the the Tremont and Chalfont mythology. But yeah, yeah. yeah so they, they shut the door in Cooper's face, and he's just totally like baffled. Isn't what it? the fuck's going on? <laughs> I don't know what's going on at all? Is it? Yeah, they both walk out to the street, just puzzling over what's going on. And uh, Cooper just like has an epiphany. He's like, "What? What year is this?" And we then it then uh, cuts to it's Laura. It's Laura. Isn't it? <laughs> it then cuts to Laura yeah. looking at the house, and she, she can hear something whispered almost. And it just makes a scream, like doing that Laura Palmer scream. And all the lights in the house just cut to black. Yeah. And it, just everything goes to black. That's the end of the episode. Just ends on her screaming. Yeah. Well, the last shot. Well, it's not even the last shot. It's just. It's it's basically Carrie, um, well, cr- cradling Richard's face. Yeah, well, what it is, it's I forgot to mention it earlier in this episode, on the replayed scene from episode one. 
Laura Palmer whispers something to Cooper in the Black Lodge. Yeah, yeah. Whispers a message into his ear, and he's like, what? But you don't hear what he whispers to her, and yeah. that's what it is at the end. It's her whispering into his oh, ear. Oh, is it? And, like, Cooper's face when, he's, when she's whispering. Oh. So, you know, it's another clue there, but I've no idea what it means, but, Yeah. So that's the end of Twin Peaks. That's, that's <laughs> the end of it, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> the, Twin Peaks to return, that's it, we've, we're finished. Yeah. And I'm bog- my mind is just boggled, I haven't got a bloody clue. I haven't got a clue, I mean there's a lot of theories. I mean I've seen on NM- NME today that like someone was like, oh it's all a dream, it's like, oh it's... I can't be I, asked with that. Yeah, I mean... I could buy it if the theory... I mean, that theory was basically just like the last episode of a dream kind of thing. And it's like... Mm. It's a bit too Mulholland Drive-ish for me, that like... Yeah. The, yeah. I, Mulholland Drive, the first half being a dream, feels like it's relevant. I don't know if the last yeah. episode of this being a dream would be relevant to anything like, but... True. I just think it's like an ultimate, alternate dimension thing or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's what I think. I think it's definitely an alternate. And almost like he's trying to make a point about good versus evil or something that... Almost like... The, the infinity sign early on and stuff it, and things been on a loop constantly throughout this whole series nothing ever ends it's just like yeah. good versus evil forever do you know, do you know yeah, what I mean yeah no, like, I can see exactly what you're saying yeah and like you thought you were going to get a happy ending at one point but just no flip that like Cooper's got to have to, Cooper's got to just keep fighting the good fight forever kind of thing just trying to get Laura back to Twin Peaks kind of thing yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of so far, to be honest. I just find it fascinating that Cooper's basically failed again. <laughs> yeah, like, I think like you say, though, I think he might just, like you say, he might just be doing a uphill battle constantly mm. um, to try and, and it's just going to go on forever. Yeah, he'll always fight fight the good fight kind of thing. He'll always be there to do it, but it'll just go on forever kind of mm. thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I read something last week, a review last week, as a build-up to the finale, people were saying like there was something mentioned that this whole season has been a, been about Cooper learning to be a better man with like having a wife and a kid, and he'll take those lessons into the finale, and he won't make the mistakes he made back at the end of series two. Yeah. But that's all bollocks because he's made all the same yeah, mistakes yeah. again, <laughs> and he's ended up in the same position basically, stuck in limbo. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah so, uh, do you want to rate the finale the, that part eighteen? Yeah, I will do. Um, I mean, from your comments earlier, I'm guessing you're going to go different to me, but I'm still giving this a five star. I love this episode. Yeah, I'm still going five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five star. But uh, the one thing I mentioned earlier, I was I was panicking watching this episode because I was clock watching. I was like, I had the uh, remote just going like, there's 20 minutes left. Nothing has happened yet. There's 20 minutes left. Like, yeah, then yeah. 10 minutes left, they're still driving. Like, what's going to happen kind of thing. And I think now, I think watching it on a second watch, knowing what to expect, I'm going to love it even more yeah, kind of yeah. thing. It's just that first watch, I was just expecting something like yeah. massive, but I, I love the way it ends. No, the, I do. I, just like, on that screen with I, the house. I, I thought like, like, I should have been disappointed by that ending, but for some reason I absolutely loved it. I, like, yeah. I, was, I was deadly, I was really satisfied with the way it ended. And I mentioned earlier as well about how I thought I wanted something from it. I thought I wanted the happy ending that we were, we were being teased at the end of part 17. yeah. I realise now that what we've got for me is even better because the reason I loved Firewalk with me was all the theories that spanned out of it for years about what does this mean, what does that mean, you know, people trying to work it out. 
And that's what we're going to get for another 25 years. We're going to have people looking at this episode, this finale, thinking, like, what the fuck does any of this mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The amount of, like, the fun you're going to have come up with theories and stuff now. So I, I now know that what we've got is better than what I was hoping for kind of thing. So, yeah, I loved it. Same, yeah. Five star for every episode of the season. Yeah, I think I'm going back and giving the same yourself. Yep. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, yep. Right, so we can basically just wrap it up there then. Uh, quickly do social media. You can get me at Taylor1980. Um, I'm found at DST Nick on Twitter, that is. Yep, do you know the main page? Uh, the main Twitter <laughs> is at DST Podcast. Uh, we also have a Facebook. Yep. Which is facebook.com forward slash DST Podcast. Or just search for Don't Spoil the Ending Podcast. Yeah. In the search bar and you'll find us. We would love to hear from you. Any 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 thoughts on the series as, as a whole? Uh, we're hoping to do maybe a one-off retrospective in a few weeks or something. Once we've had time to once we've had time to bloody, um, take this in, like yeah, to figure it out. And if you like this show, if you, if you, you know if you enjoyed Twin Peaks and us talking about Twin Peaks, keep an eye out for in twenty-five years when season four comes out. <laughs> We'll come back to cover Cooper trying to catch Judy. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll cover that in depth. 25 years. In, what year would that be? Like 2040-something? <laughs> well, when I'm... 2042. <laughs> when I'm 50 years old. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> look out for that. <laughs> but yeah, so I think we're, uh, I think we're done there. So uh, we're, we're, we're signing yeah, off like, on Twin Peaks. Like, like if, if there's someone out there like... That has been tuning in week by week to listen to this. Thanks ever so much. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you. Yeah, um, and like we, we we are hoping to one day do maybe another series in the yeah, future. Um, taking a bit of a break from the series for a bit, but um, look out for for other stuff maybe. And yeah. if and if we do get the next season, which we're both pretty much hoping for now from Lynch. Yeah. If that happens, then probably look out. You can probably look forward to us doing that. As you well. can guarantee we'd cover that. Uh, we'll just put it out there. We're thinking of doing Stranger Things, aren't we? Series 2 in October. Yeah, we are thinking about it. Probably won't be the same format. We'll probably tinker with the format a bit. But yeah, we're thinking yeah. of that. As, as, per, as per request on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but like you say, um, with it being a Netflix show, you can't. we can't do it week by week. So we'll probably end up just doing either one whole episode yeah one big block or something yeah 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 sounds good yeah so thank, thanks again guys for listening to the uh for the show for all this time <laughs> the whole summer <laughs> yeah that was the summer of twin peaks so that's me signing off um, see you later richard yep cheers linda <laughs> <laughs> bye thank you very much bye cheers bye